Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That would be the wrong podcast. Carabaskin, please don't sue me. It was a joke. You can keep the saying. I also do not have any monetary gain for you to help you with doing whatever the hell you would do with those tigers. Anywho, welcome back, guys, to my podcast, Spilling the Spiritual Tea. I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode and dipping your toes into the crazy pool of spiritual wonderland. Now we're going to get into the nitty gritty, the hard stuff, the dark stuff. We're going to go into what most practitioners or most spiritual people call shadow work. Or if you're in certain practices, it would be called root work. In society, it might be called, you know, well, it's, it's basically therapy. It's your personal therapy. You become your personal therapist. And basically what shadow work is, is understanding the dark side of you, the part that you push away and don't really like to look at or acknowledge. In this podcast episode, we're going to really talk about what shadow work is, why shadow work is so important to do, how to get started on your shadow work, what to expect, side effects that usually people don't talk about, and aftercare. So let's get started, guys. What is shadow work? Well, Shadow work is basically looking into your old traumas and trying to heal them for yourself, reintegrating them into you. Now, what I mean by this is as we grow up and as we move through life and our human experience, we go through traumas, pain, and suffering. It's unavoidable and it is a must for learning and for the experience. However, because we are still learning and because these traumas usually occur when we don't have this skill set or the tools to work with them because, well, how can you have those things when you've never experienced this type of pain? Your ego and your conscious mind realize that the pain is unbearable, that it no longer wants to feel it anymore. So what it does is it takes that pain, takes that memory, and it pushes it down into the furthest parts of your subconscious and hides it away until you are ready to reface those memories, reface that pain and trauma and heal it and understand it. Now, it's not a bad thing that your brain does this. Um, it's a way of surviving and taking care of you, but it's also not a great thing. It's unavoidable, but what it really does is it takes that part of you, part of your soul that's hurting and it hides it and basically puts it in this cell and makes it feel like it's unloved, like it did something wrong. And what you need to do with your shadow work is go back and retrieve that part of you and reintegrate it into yourself. And what I mean by reintegrate is healing it, letting it know that, you know, it was okay. 
and that it isn't unlovable and that you forgive yourself and you forgive that part of you for everything and anything that happened, which is harder than it sounds, I know. And it sounds so like, oh, that's easy. I don't have any shadow work. I don't have any parts of me that I don't know about. Mm. If you're saying that, let me tell you, then it is deeply, deeply hidden and it's going to take you a while to find it because we all have traumas and we all have parts of ourselves that we really don't like or parts of our past that seem just too painful to look at so we would rather just ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist, which ultimately just makes it worse because... The more you pretend something doesn't exist, the more it's going to cry out and do anything and everything to get your attention. And that's not always a good thing, nor does it, you know, manifest into very healthy things. It comes in triggers, it comes in bursts of anger and rage an emotion that is not able to be controlled because we don't understand the core and the root behind it. And that's what shadow work is. It's going through that pain, basically reliving it, but seeing it from a point of view where you understand you have the tools now to move through it and be able to heal it and really understand that everything that happened to you was okay. Like you did what you could the best that you had to the best of your ability in that moment. And that is a-okay and you did a great job because that pain and that suffering in that time, even adults, because usually it's in your childhood that you experience these things. But just remember you have a child experiencing things that even adults at times can't understand or can't process. And that's a big deal. And that's what the shadow work helps you do because what we don't realize is our past traumas and our past hurts that are not healed yet really become blockages in your day-to-day life and your everyday life. So for those who want to manifest a life where they have abundance or they have money or they have a love life that, you know, is smooth, all the things that we all kind of really hope for. If you have those traumas, they make those things unable to be manifested because there's a invisible block there that you're not working on to remove because deep down you've got your subconscious wounds telling you either you're not worth it or you know you don't deserve it or you have a very bad mindset attached to certain things and those things pop up without us really even knowing how much it affects us and how much it stops us from getting the life that we really want and deserve. And that's why shadow work is so very important. It's because it helps us to understand ourselves as a whole better empathize with people around us and empathize with people's plights because obviously how can you help others heal if you can't heal yourself and the only way you can heal yourself is you go through the pain first and once you've done all of that and went through that experience of the pain and healing that pain and reintegrating yourself then you're able to take away all those blockages and do the right work on a stable foundation. 
All right, so how to get started on your shadow work. There are so many schools of thought as to how to do shadow work. Um, A lot of people like to journal. So basically what they'll do is they'll get prompting questions. Um, For example, why do you have a trigger with X, Y, and Z? And why do you think the trigger is there? Which makes you really think and go back into your memory and have to, again, acknowledge traumas or you know, uncomfortable moments throughout your life or your childhood. Um, Me personally, I'm not a big journaler just because um, I'll look at a question and (laughs) my ADHD would be like, "Mm, I know the answer, but I don't really want to answer it. So I'll go through like a phase of, you know, I can't see anything. I'm blind now. (laughs) So if you're one of those people, I wouldn't advise journaling. But if you're someone who isn't into more so like picturing things if you're not someone who uses their imagination or if you're someone who can't um, actually imagine things in your head and you're more verbal or you're more in the moment journaling is definitely the way to go for you if you're someone who uses divination tools such as tarot or lenormand or oracle cards um, a lot of people what they'll do is they'll find shadow work um, spreads and basically what those are um, is someone kind of makes up this lovely little uh, graph where you figure out each position what the card holds for information so for example you would pull a card and it would tell you what type of shadow work you need to work on so what emotions you're going to be having to look into where it stemmed from so like what part of life and then the advice of how to help heal that would be another card so those would be a three card spread for your shadow work and then you would have to again basically journal out all of that information and write it out so that you can better understand what the cards are trying to tell you and how you can move forward with your healing. Now, me personally, I am an audio and visual learner. So what I love to do is I love to go down into YouTube land And I really love to do the guided meditations. Um, Now, I, for myself, had to go through a lot of guided meditations and look through them to see which ones would work best for me. Um, So you're really going to have to sift through and see what works best for you because some of them, there's just too much talking. Some of them, they're really vague or some of them, they're a little too specific. Um, so you're really going to have to see where your, like your sweet spot is. Um, I have a specific one that I use that I really, really enjoy. Um, and that video is called shadow work and inner healing, a guided meditation by Aaron Abke. I really hope I'm saying your name right. Abke. If not, you know, just let me know. Um, and this is just a shout out. It's not like paid advertising or anything. I just really like the video, um, because it's slow moving. And what I mean by that is like in the beginning, you'll hear nature sounds and which is really great. Um, and then he'll slowly start walking you through, 
uh, the meditation to get into your shadow work. And it's really great because there are moments of silence, which lets you and your subconscious do what it needs to do to get you where you need to be. Um, the best way to start your shadow work is obviously with doing a little bit of protection as well, because while you're doing shadow work, you're really opening up your energy and you're opening up yourself to emotions. So you want to make sure you're as comfortable and as in peace and in Zen as as possible. So for like myself, what I'll do is I'll put on my blackout blinds in my room and I'll light a few candles. For those of you that are really into, you know, the witchy vibe, um, healing candles are great. So what I mean by healing candles is there are certain candles that have like um, herbs or essential oils that are connected to um, triggering your brain into being more relaxed and feeling, you know, really at peace with oneself um they they smell a little soapy and you know everyone loves the smell of soap I would hope um and then what I would do is I like to cocoon myself which is part of the reason why I think I should really be a butterfly um but what I like to do is I'll I'll lay in my bed with as many like pillows possible um and then I'll have my warm blanket and I will cocoon myself in that warm blanket and I will also be wearing really comfortable comfortable um, clothing whether that be uh, jogging pants Uh, if you're someone who loves socks wear them anything that makes you feel secure and loved and warm those are the best things to wear when you're doing shadow work because you really want to feel comfortable and secure while you're going somewhere painful and uncomfortable. Um, so I would conclude myself in my awesome blankets, shut down all the lights except for obviously the candles, and just be in a state of knowing that I am protected and safe. And then what Aaron does in this youtube uh, meditation is he guides you through first protecting your energy so um, usually when you're doing that you envision yourself in like a protective bubble of light and what this does is it becomes like a shield of anything and anything else that would try to come in while you're so open and vulnerable Um, For those who are a little bit more advanced in their spiritual journey You can also use crystals to build a space in your room or wherever you are doing this meditation um, to like basically create a uh, vortex of energy that is supercharging but also calming and makes you feel really grounded and safe. Because when you're doing this meditation, you really are kind of letting your soul run wild within and without your body. Um, Salt is great too if you want to put it in any of your door frames or in your windowsills. Salt in many cultures and many religions is seen as purifying and is seen as able to hold away any negative energies um, or dark energies, which is great if you want to be that vulnerable while you're doing your shadow work.
Um, and the great thing about this one is he really slowly brings you through and it's only half an hour. So for someone like me who it's really difficult to be in a position for longer than a half hour to an hour, it's quick, easy, and so calming. He's got a great voice, great candidness, so I would really suggest if you want to start your shadow work, but you're not really into journaling or doing, you know, divination tools, or you just feel like you needed some guidance, that is my go-to video every single time for myself um, to do my shadow work. Um, another way of doing shadow work is also by doing past life regression meditations. Now, I'm not going to really go too much into those in this podcast just because it's very, um, I don't want to say dicey, but it's, it's a little more dicey than going through your own traumas in this life. And the reason behind it is because what what you're really doing is you're going into a different life and seeing other traumas that affect you in this one before you've even really worked on the ones in this life. So it's like compound trauma is really what it is. And if anyone knows anything about money or compound interest is basically like that and you don't want that you don't want compound trauma so what i would say is work first on your traumas from this life you know the freshest traumas <laughs> god i feel i feel like i'm like a butcher it's the freshest meat i swear um so your freshest freshest traumas start there and then work your way down to your past life traumas because what's really um comical is even if you don't believe in past you know, life regressions, you can even see it as your ancestral traumas or generational traumas because we do hold those in our bodies. Um, before you start breaking those, you really have to work on yours first because it's really like if you start from 60 when you just came from zero, it's just, it's really hard and a lot of people go into a state of shock and, and your subconscious and your conscious can't really connect very well to it and then it just becomes another trauma that you're adding to, to the mix so I would advise first start with your traumas from this life and then if you're feeling like you've done enough healing from there then I would say move on to past life uh, regressions or even ancestral traumas and generational traumas from your family in this life um, that would be your best bet now let's talk about what to expect Mm, this is the hard part. This is this is the part where most people are like, oh yeah, no, don't want that. Let's skip through that. This is where the toxic positivity comes from in the spiritual world or in any world really, but more so spiritual. Um, you can't be happy all the time. You have to experience the full spectrum of emotions. And that means pain. That means sorrow. That means rage. And when you go through your shadow work, you are going to experience more of the quote unquote darker emotions. They're not worse. They're just more dense and harder to process. And that's why it makes us uncomfortable. And when we're uncomfortable, people don't really like it. And your ego tries to push you somewhere where you're more comfortable. But the thing is, you only grow when you're in a state of being uncomfortable and vulnerable. So what you need to expect, 
Well, it all depends on you. Some people go into a state of uh, shock and have to go through the stages of grief. Um, some people just have like an aha moment and a high um, of emotions. Uh, others just feel like a weight is lifted off of their shoulders. Me personally, I'm not a crier, but every time I do any type of uh healing any type of shadow work I ball my eyes out because it is just so much emotion and so much unprocessed emotion that my body is like no we're just we're just going to become Niagara Falls and that's okay that means you're really processing and understanding those experiences that you push down your body is ready to experience them now you're in a state of being a little bit older a little bit wiser um and just remember you're not actually living the trauma you're just reliving it so you're in a state of being secure and being safe while still experiencing that pain which is so much better than when you originally experienced that pain in a place of not being safe and secure (laughs) so that is the good portion of it but yeah do expect yourself to be emotional crying you might feel anger and that's all normal don't try to hold on to those emotions don't try to hold on to that experience just let it flow through you like water um observe them understand them let them do their thing but don't get stuck on them don't hold on to them and become resentment because that's not healing that's just becoming someone who's holding on to the bottle of poison and hoping the other person will die um and we don't want that that's how we got here in the first place And that's what you really should expect when we talk about side effects. So here's the thing a lot of people don't talk about um, because it's not the glamorous side of spirituality, but it's still a part of spirituality. Ooh, words are hard, guys. Um, (laughs) It's a big part of spirituality. Um, It's the part that no one wants to talk about because it's not glamorous and it's not exciting and it's not something that really will... Like if I said, hey you're going to feel uncomfortable you're going to go through a lot of pain to heal yourself it'll be worth it in the end but you're going to have to go through all of that first everyone would be like yeah no i'm out i'm out because that is not what i was told prior and i feel like i should just be gratified for the fact that i'm trying to be spiritual no you got to go through the trenches first before you come out the valley for the sunshine and that is the honest to God truth. That's why you're in Wonderland. Wonderland looks so great and beautiful. And then as uh, the farther you go down, the more intricate and weird and uncomfortable you become. That's okay because you come out the other end, a more authentic you. So some side effects you can see is, um, more headaches, more migraines, just because you are opening up and clearing out your chakras and you're connecting more to spirit. And your two chakras that hit spirit the most is your crown chakra and your third eye chakra, which are respectfully on the crown of your head and in the middle of your forehead for your third eye. So you're going to feel a lot more headaches, a lot more migraines, a lot more sensitivity to light and sound. Um, if you are a crier like me, you will find that you become dehydrated very quickly. So water and electrolytes are your best friend. So Gatorade or, you know, actual electrolytes. I'm a coffee drinker, so I tend to <laughs> negate all of that. So if you can, do not drink any coffee before doing shadow work 
or after doing shadow work, keep to the Gatorade in the water. Um, they will be your best friends. Also, any type of food that helps, like, nurture your body. And what I mean by that is you're going to be more in tune to what your body needs to be um, nurtured and fed. So you'll probably find that your body gets more sensitive to processed foods. And I'm not saying this to be like, you need to be super healthy. No, I get it. Being healthy is expensive and it's hard in our society, but what you're going to find is your body's going to crave it more. And what that means is you're going to be more sensitive to the things that are put in your food. So like, for example, I can't have too much grease or my gallbladder goes, fuck it, it's war. I'm taking you down. I'm taking everyone down with me. This is bullshit. And it sucks. Because there's nothing you could do if you have a gallbladder attack. Only if you got stones. This is what I've learned. So it makes you a little bit more mindful of what you put into your body because your body does give you more signals, which is good too, because then you can really see how food affects you and how it really, like the nutrients go through you and what works and what doesn't for you. Just be mindful that you will be more sensitive to it. So like, you know, that Kentucky fried chicken that you used to be able to have, or that Taco Bell that you can stuff in your, in your face and you'd be good. Yeah. Probably no longer will work for you. You and the toilet will be best friends best friends just letting you know um some people do become nauseous and actually do you know throw up and and get sick as if they have the flu because remember you are healing part of yourself and depending on how bad that trauma is you can go through the same kind of symptoms you go through when your body's trying to fight a virus because remember your brain is in control of your entire body so it doesn't matter if it's a real illness or if it's an emotional illness it will go through the same kind of process so you might find yourself with a low-grade fever nausea headaches anything that you can think about with a common cold or like having the flu you can have those symptoms especially if the trauma is really deep-rooted and very uncomfortable and dense I know you didn't think this was a thing and I know y'all are looking at me like, um, I'm sorry, you, you, you trying to tell me that I'm going to go through the flu without actually having the flu and there's nothing I can take. That's fucking bullshit. Yes. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Sorry. Burst your bubble, but this is shadow work and this is the other side to spirituality, but it's the, the core of your spirituality. It's the best part because that is what's going to unblock you and open you up to all of the good things that you hear about spirituality in the mainstream media. Um, so it's better that, you know, now get the heads up, you know, um, you'll find that you'll have more aches and pains because your body holds on to traumas and manifests it into aches and pains in your body. So you'll find like your shoulders and because you hold the stress and you hold those, those traumas in your body. So you'll feel it like as if you went into a Swedish massage and they really went hard into that knot, you know, that soreness that you feel afterwards, that is the type of thing that you're going to feel. That's the type of side effects you're going to get. Um, and that in turn brings us to aftercare. So you're going to have to take care of yourself after you do the shadow work. You can't just, you know, oh, I'm up, you know, I did the meditation. I did the journaling. I'm good. Like, I'm good. No, because what's going to happen is afterwards you'll find also this is a different side effect that I totally forgot. So we're going to like circle back. 
you'll find that after you do shadow work, you might have some weird dreams. Some really weird dreams because your subconscious is using dreams to continue healing yourself. And in those dreams, you'll get messages for most people. If you don't dream, um, you'll feel like you'll, you'll just know things. It all depends on how you perceive the world and how you process information. So however that happens, you'll find after you do shadow work for a couple days later, even weeks later, you'll be feeling like you unlocked a piece of knowledge that you didn't even know existed, um, which is super great. So aftercare, like I said, you know, you need to replenish those fluids and those electrolytes. Gatorade is great. Water is great. Uh, actual electrolytes, fantastic idea. Any type of food that nurtures you, good idea. Go for a walk in nature and really reconnect with nature because that's going to help you feel more grounded and feel healing and release. If you need to write out a letter or write out all your anger and burn it, that's also a good way of doing shadow work. Um, another way is if you really feel connected to water, like I feel connected to water, or you're close to water, or you're close to the ocean, go there, take a trip, take a drive. Water is healing and it's recharging. So if you can, I would do so, especially ocean water. It really does calm you, especially if you're someone who already has quite a bit of an anxiety. Those types of sceneries is a really great place to go for your aftercare after doing hardcore shadow work and healing. Um, if you smoke, uh, I would advise to smoke before you start your session if you feel like it's harder for you to let go and let your subconscious take hold. Um, but don't smoke too much that like you're going to make the process a little bit too easy and too quick that your ego starts freaking out. Um, so I would just take enough to be in a spot of really relaxation and openness to the ability of healing. You could probably smoke after the fact as well, but I would suggest just do it beforehand. Um, or if you don't want to do beforehand, do after. But don't do both. I would not advise doing both. Because um, then you just won't have the ability to really properly process what you've healed. Um, no drinking. Do not drink alcohol if you're going to do shadow work. That does not help you. It's not like... So yes, we're going to talk about the, the do's and don'ts, but we're also going to talk about the difference between marijuana or, you know, smoking weed and, and drinking alcohol. Most alcohol is the depressants unless you're drinking tequila. I am not advising you to drink shots of tequila before doing shadow work. If you do so, I didn't tell you to do it. You did that on your own accord. But yes, tequila is not a depressant. Um, all other alcohols are. So what they're going to do is, yes, they're going to open you up, but then they're going to bring you down and make you feel depressed and more in a state of poor me. You do not need that when you're doing your shadow work. So I would not advise you drinking any type of alcohol while doing so. Marijuana does not do that. Um, it doesn't have any depressive qualities. While doing your marijuana, I would suggest doing now for those who are proper smokers, there are three types of prominent strains. You have indica, you have stavia, and then you have the hybrid of the two. 
I would suggest doing indica because indica is a body high and it is going to make you feel very in your body, very relaxed, very comfortable. Whereas stavia is more of a head high and it'll bring forth more of your, your, your brain being more active and probably bring more anxiety to the table than anything else while you're doing your shadow work. So I would suggest the, the opposite and, and smoke indica while you're doing your shadow work so that you're in a place of zen and you're in a place of comfort and being one with your body and your soul. Don't do coffee. That's again a stimulant. You don't need more stimulation in your brain. You're trying to calm down your ego and your con- and your conscious mind a little bit so that your subconscious can take the wheel. Um, so if you're going to do teas, do herbal teas. Do not do caffeinated teas or any black or green teas. Um, and really do things afterwards that make you feel happy. So salt baths, um, a bubble bath, a shower is really good. If that makes you feel good, getting your hair done, doing your nails for those who love to do it, because you know what? Everyone can do it. It's not just for us female bodied people. Um, do your makeup. If it makes you feel better, your hair, dress up, anything that makes you feel confident in your own skin and happy those are good aftercares for your work in shadow work um yeah also while you're doing your shadow work if you feel like you're going to fall asleep please do not do so you want to be in a state of just zen so like you know that state where you're not asleep but you're conscious but you're not like fully uh fully fully conscious you're in a good state of just being that's where you want to be so if you're someone who falls asleep real easy don't do the lying down that i was talking about sit somewhere sit up against a wall sit somewhere where you know you'll be able to relax enough but that you're not going to actually fall asleep because falling asleep is not going to help you and that's shadow work guys really i hope this helps you in your journey and i hope it opens your mind and your eyes to obviously not the least glamorous part of spirituality and understanding that spirituality encompasses all of the aspects of life i hope to see you for our next podcast which i will be putting up on wednesday so uh, september what day is wednesday it is going to be september 9th so that'll be our next podcast and in that podcast i'm really going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of you know protecting your energy and why protecting energy is so important um which is something you really need to know when you're going through your spirituality So hopefully I'll see you guys soon, and I hope that you guys can find your way again through Spiritual Wonderland without losing your head. Witchy Rose is out.